Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. And I'm Jody Paul. Welcome to episode 117. On this episode, we have been online to watch the latest offering of Hellraiser franchise. Something to scream about is going to be our favourite horror adjacent movies. And the movie from the vault that I picked from last episode is Stuart Gordon's From Beyond. How are you doing, guys? Boom! Very, very well, Matt. Very well. (laughs) There is uh we've got a little update. Obviously you can't see this, but um Mr. Butch has moved into his new abode. Congratulations. And he's got a plethora of good looking treats behind him. And wasn't he very lucky to find a house with a sex dungeon in it? I know. Good All those night. whips and chains. Very apt <laughs> for uh, Bar- from beyond. Barbara. I just need Barbara Crampton in here, really. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Be more like Pinhead. <laughs> <laughs> We've got such sights to show you, Mr. Butcher. <laughs> I've got my puzzle box somewhere in in a month. Yeah, you the crap. Shut that out, mate. That's <laughs> cool. That that is it. The DVD box set. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. So, um, how's everybody been? All right. Yeah, stressed, busy, tired, emotional, up and down, lots busy. You know, I, I, you know, I'm literally feeling a little bit more relaxed as of this morning. And yeah, I'm gonna. I've just had to go through Shudder, and there's a lot of shit that's just gone Shudder. So I'm gonna get busy the next couple of weeks and watch some shit. But what I've watched the first episode of Wednesday, um, which dropped today, I think, or yesterday. But um, yeah, enjoy enjoying it so far. Very fucking, you know, it's good. It's good fun. And I can watch it with the the kid and watch it with um, the the Sophie and stuff like that. So we're all enjoying that at the moment. I'll bring her in and do a little. She can do a little review. <laughs> Have an easy review. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've watched. I haven't watched anything else apart from the uh, the homework. So bloody hell, is this going to be the one episode where I've actually watched something? Can you boys haven't? <laughs> Jordan no. Paul, what have you been up to? <laughs> Yeah, same. Very busy. This time of year is always busy with what we do. So, yeah. Um, yeah, good. Managed to squeeze a couple of films in, though. So, um, yeah. Busy, busy, busy. So what you got? What you, what you squeezed in? Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice little segue. Ruined by myself there. Um, okay, so uh, a couple of things. So, I re- did a cheeky little rewatch of Paranormal Activity. Love it, love it when you're scanning through and something like that's on. So we watched it. Uh, me and the missus watched it. Missus shit herself again watching it. It was brilliant. So. Um, and it still makes you jump. That last bit in the end, spoilers, still gives you a jump scare. So, yeah, very good. Um, I watched a film on Netflix which dropped called The Wonder with uh, Florence Pugh. Um, I'm not really going to talk too much about it because I know you boys want to watch it. So, uh, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Not as good as I thought it was going to be. But uh, yeah, so it's food. it's long, isn't it? It's like over two hours. So is it? Yeah, it's it and it, it feels over two hours as well. But Florence Pugh is brilliant in it, and uh, yeah, uh, I'll I'll save it till you have watched it uh, to really talk about it. But yeah, definitely worth a watch anyway. Um, uh, and then another film on Netflix called Old People. Now oh. this is a German uh, horror film, and I actually think you two will really like it um because it's quite fucking brutal um and it's basically just the premise of uh there's someone a family get there's a wedding in a family um and uh, they're all a bit sort of like um 
discombobulated. They're like there's there's like parents who have split up and they haven't seen each other for years anyway. And then it's down the road from an old people's home and there's basically some sort of I don't know whether it's possession or something, a virus or something, basically turns all old people into psychotic murderers. But it's actually like really brutal. Really brutal. So yeah, definitely worth a watch. Has this got Ge- General Ortega in it? No. It's no. not new. It's not new. It it's is, new yeah. Rich. Yeah. Two, uh, 2022 or 2021. It's, it's just come on Netflix. And it's, it's set in an old people's home? Not really. I there is an old people's home. Like I watched the first 15 minutes and um, I haven't gone back yet, but I will do. Yeah, stick with it, Matt, because I started watching a thing and I thought it was a bit like a made-for-TV film at the yeah, start. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it gets better. Trust me, it gets better. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, I went to the cinema to see a film called Bones and All last night, but again, not going to talk about it too much because we might do it in a future pod. And then last, lastly, the end of an era, 12 years in the making, watch the final episode of The Walking Dead. No spoilers, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. <laughs> uh, all I will say about it is, I thought they did it quite well. I've seen loads of people online giving it loads of shit, um, saying that it was awful and how they did it was awful. But actually, I enjoyed it. So, are, it we, are we ever going to get these Rick Grimes movies, or has that been? I can neither confirm. No, it's not a not movies, but there may be a TV series coming out next year. Oh, okay. Oh, we'll watch mean, it. That means he's got a cameo, doesn't it? That you. No, they they what him and Michonne walked out at fucking Comic Con to announce their spin-off series, so it's fucking common knowledge. Yeah. But I won't but I won't spoil anything. There's two there's two spin-offs, isn't there? There was uh there's that and there's the spin offs. Yeah, there's uh, a Maggie Maggie and Negan one, Maggie which is called Negan Dead one. City, which is all about they they go off to New York. So uh, there's a te- little teaser trailer for about thirty seconds of that. Um and it looks fucking weird. There's like a really fucked up zombie in it. And it looks like some sort of like hybrid monster thing and um, so definitely worth that checking out but yeah end of the walk dead so hurry up and catch up lads so we can talk about it maybe worth uh, something to scream about we can dissect it a bit more if you want mm, interesting cool and that was me wow cool you got you actually been busy then um so i went back to the cinema um to watch um sorry sorry i went back to the cinema and I took the missus to watch Barbarian. Oh, did you? Awesome. What was her thoughts? She loved it. She thought it was great. Yeah, really good. And a, like, second, and a second watch? It was interesting, actually, because you, you, obviously I had time to like kind of digest other bits around and just look behind and check out other bits because I knew what was coming and stuff. But yeah, still still really good as the first, as good as the first time I watched it. Like fucking still funny as fuck like really really good but it was quite good because there's quite a few people still in the cinema for it so that was quite quite interesting but nice. yeah i love that that was that was really good um i also i don't know if you guys have noticed on prime amazon prime a film that is called run sweetheart run oh i i looked i was gonna watch this the other night and uh... yeah so i put it on my list it's i loved it i thought it was brilliant Really, really good. It's so, got the dude from Game of Thrones in it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah Pablo, Pablo, what's his face? No. Not Pablo. <laughs> Escobar. <laughs> Pablo Escobar. Palo. No, it's a dude that played Euron Greyjoy. Pilar yeah. Azbek. I got it. I, I knew what I meant. Not 
but obviously we've met him. Yeah, but he, he we said time and time again from Game of Thrones that he looks like a fucking evil bastard. He'd be great in a horror movie. And, this and yes, tick and tick. Okay. He is phenomenal <laughs> in this movie. Okay, cool. I mean, I don't... The subject around it is really hot at the moment, obviously. But it's just a bit batshit. But I don't really want to go into the storyline that much. Um, the premise of the story is, without spoilers, obviously, um, it centers around a, a female character that works in a kind of law firm. Um, and she double books her boss on um, a night where he's got a family thing and also uh, a meeting with his, uh, an important client. So he says, look, you're going to have to take this important client meeting. And then she has to go and meet this important client. And it ends up being older Pilau Azbek. Um, and then things carry on from there, which I'm not going to divulge into. Would you say that this is potential top 10 for the year? For me, possibly. Because you still need to check out sweetheart i know i know i know i know and that that is important because that was that is potential the top 10 in a year so yeah okay i'm gonna watch run sweetheart run though for the before the next episode i'll put that on prior i mean it it may may be that you we we can do it for the pod i don't know but i really enjoyed it and i thought it's cool so hopefully you you guys will will enjoy it nice one good work good energy picking up the slack mate i like that (laughs) <laughs> i shouldn't watch more stuff more often i also I, watched about 10 minutes of slashback but <laughs> i will watch the rest of it as well as on uh on um shudder just dropped cool all right guys thanks for all that let's move on to some news who's got i've got a bit of, can i i've got a bit of news this week i read a bit of news yeah yeah uh the mean one which we talked about, which is the sort of horror based on sort of the Grinch story um, is being released on December 9th in the U S. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know whether we'll get that one before Christmas in, in here, but uh, I'll read a little bit of this, further of the synopsis I don't know, in the audacious new parody, the mean one with terrified twos, David Horton, uh, David Howard Haunton is a hairy green skinned grump in a Santa suit living on a mountain high above the town of Newville. Despising the holiday season, young Cindy, you know who, whose parents were butchered by the mean one 20 Christmases earlier, is returning to town to seek closure. But when the mean one launches a new reign of terror that threatens to destroy Christmas, Cindy finds a bold new purpose, trapping and killing the monster. So, it's not sort of like a, yeah. <laughs> there you go, that's, that's a little synopsis there. Um, you guys have been talking about Slashback on Shudder. But I found one which looks fucking go- awesome and had some really interesting reviews called Blood Relatives. So I wanted to read the synopsis for that. Francis, a 150-year-old Yiddish vampire, still <laughs> looks 35. He's been roaming American backroads in his beat-up muscle car for decades, keeping to himself and liking it that way. One day, Jane, a teenager, shows up. She says she's his daughter and she's got the fangs to prove it. They go on the road deciding whether to sink their teeth into family life. I mean, I think it looks really fucking good fun. It's almost like, you know, that dude from Preacher. Uh, it's sort of like if he had a kid, basically. You know, the vampire from Preacher, Matt. 
I haven't Cass- seen the Cassidy. TV show. Yeah. Cassidy. Cassidy. I've read, I've read Bridger, but I yeah, Cassidy. So Cassidy, if Cassidy had a kid, basically, that's the way I'm looking at it. It looks fucking good fun, man. I'm going to try and 87 minutes. I'm going to try and check that one out as well. But that's me news. Good times. Yeah, I, I only have one bit, Matt, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. That's the only thing I could find. Uh, James Wan and uh, Daniel Blum seem to be putting both their studio powers together and becoming one huge horror film franchisee monster uh, <laughs> together. So, yeah, their production companies seem to be uh, joining together. So um, they'll be doing... Lots of good things in the future, I think. But yeah, that was my news. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. But as long as they just don't start doing loads of paint by numbers horror, as long as they just, you know, I I quite like Blumhouse's format because that Run Sweetheart Run is is a um, Blumhouse movie funded blue. So yeah, I hope that yeah. I hope it, I, I yeah, I mean it'd be really really cool. Really, yeah, churn really cool. out all the Hollywood crap. Yeah. which pays the bills and then let all of the cool good just, stuff go yeah the interesting things where people are like just going yeah that's a really good idea run with it there you go there's your budget off you go that's what i want to see some really well, that, good news. that thing you that thing you sent around jordan peele um sort of what he said about like horror the horror genre was fucking awesome yeah spawn wasn't it yeah yeah it's on our instagram page if you want to follow us on draw one last breath um yeah, I've only got one bit of um, news. Well, kind of news. Um, do you have you guys seen Sorority Babes in the bo- Slime Ball Arama? Uh, no, but it's been on my to do list to watch for some time. So <laughs> it needs to crazy movie. Needs well, I mean, it won't surprise you to know I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, no. Well, you'll be glad to know. There's never a fucking sequel coming, is there? Thirty-five years later, there's a sequel. And it's made, it's in the can, and there's, a, there's also a trailer for it. Um, Sorority Babes in Slimeball Bowlerama 2 uh, from Full Moon. I've watched the trailer. Fuck me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what's happening. But Butch, you've got to get on it. Watch the original first. I will. You'll fucking love it. I will be picking it. Right to your wheelhouse. I, I warn you, I'll be picking it in the next couple of, <laughs> you know, my couple of picks. But I remember there's in there a cameo in there from somebody who a few of the podcast. There is, yes. Kelly Maroney. Yeah. (laughs) Spoilers. Kelly Maroney pops up in the second one as well. Awesome. She's getting around a bit, and she she is. Yeah, that's that's all the news that I have. Cool. Well, let's move on to our main review. Beautiful, isn't it? It's really nice. You can hold it. What is it? It's a puzzle. And it's almost finished. Keep going. So if I solve it, do I get a prize? I do. Okay, this episode's main review is the latest from the franchise, uh, Hellraiser, a take on Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. (laughs) That was my chatterer. (laughs) Did we need another one? 
Question two, Paul Stevens. <laughs> Answer, no. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Matt. Oh, right, right, right. This movie, for me, felt a bit too slick and a bit too polished and a bit too cool. And it just, I thought it fell flat on its face. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I get what they were trying to do. Obviously, they've, it's a different take on it whereby it's more to do with the box really isn't it where like work actually the the machinations of the box and the puzzle element of it and what it actually is rather than the whole sort of everyone else's hidden agenda type thing of the original but i don't know lads i just thought it was a bit shit i felt like i was watching a tv film if i'm honest which i was a bit disappointed about but by so yeah that was my first impressions of it what about you brutal (laughs) matt kartner come on down Well, I actually enjoyed quite a lot of this movie. I am the polar opposite of this. So now, don't get me wrong, it's not the perfect, most best movie ever made, and especially not the best Hellraiser movie ever made. However, that said, there were lots of things I really did like about this movie. Yeah, and I'm sort of, I guess, in the middle, (laughs) because... I love Hellraiser has got a special place in my heart. It fucked me up when I was a kid and I really do admire the classic. Uh, there's been 10 movies and I've only watched four. So the first one, obviously we've reviewed on the podcast. The second one is a bit more into Pinhead sort of origin, I think. And the third one is set in a DJ booth and the fourth one is set in fucking space. And then there's been six others, which I have never fucking watched. So I don't know where it's gone in the last six um, Hellraisers. But this one seemed like, okay, so it's a new person that we're following. Um, The Cenobites looked fucking fantastic. I really did think uh, they looked amazing. Um, And and especially the new Pinhead, who's played by the lass from Sense8. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Clayton. Jamie Clayton, isn't it? The priest. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we got to see a little bit more about, we might have done in the others, but in this one we saw, okay, we know where the Cenobites are from hell. There's some fucking good gore, but didn't really give a shit about the sort of main character. So, okay, so we got a new person chasing, you know, trying to work out the puzzle box. Doesn't really know what the fuck it is. Fine. That's an interesting take, sort of trying to get back a brother but in sort of a way and there's like also a sub story around the fucking guy who's trying to get power and leviathan and all that sort of stuff okay we learned a lot about the box in this one but i don't know i didn't care about the main story do you know what i think the problem with it was obviously um, we meet the character, the main character. I can't remember her name now because it should have been a fucking drinking game because her name right, shouts right. so many times. Riley, Riley, right. Riley. Literally, <laughs> you could have a drinking game and you would be hammered by the end of it if you had your keyword as Riley. But the thing is, right, I didn't mind her as uh, I thought she was uh, a quite a good actor. However, I think the problem you get is that you're expected to kind of straight away kind of like i don't know i don't know if you're supposed to feel sorry for because she's obviously an addict trying to get through it 
she's sponging off her brother um he just wants her to get better he's slightly controlling but it needed for me it needed a little hook where the relationship between them (laughs) yeah it had a lot of hooks (laughs) it needed something like i don't know like something like they lost their mum in a tragic accident and they had to pull each other through that's why she was addicted turned to addiction it needed a reason to pull them two together it, all, all i was getting is that she's spoiled she's annoying she's a she's addicted he's overbearing and over caring but then it comes to a part where you're supposed to believe in the characters and believe that that she kind of cares enough for him to to then spend the whole movie trying to get him back when she didn't really fucking care about him in the first place I don't, I don't know. I just think that the, the character building in those two characters wasn't very good. 100% Matt. It, it, yeah. it introduced an addiction storyline. I just didn't do anything with it. No. Uh, it, it was almost like a plot device to get from A to B, but it didn't, it, they could have delved a bit more and give a bit more weight to the, the, the deaths. I, hmm. I mean, I was expecting something a bit more brutal than this as well, lads, if I'm honest. There was, Ooh, there was two that- off screen. Two or three off-screen deaths. There's a lot of off-screen deaths. Yeah, which I was, which I was a bit disappointed with, considering it was a Hellraiser film. Now, whether or not they spent all their budget on the ones they did, um, the most gr- brutal death is of a Cenobite. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think like the um, is it Noah? A name is in the one that in the fucking car. Like that was fucking pretty brutal. Like mm. where she was getting like bent in half and ripped her skin. That was they, but they didn't lash onto it i want if i want i want to see some fucking blood and guts and they, it was almost like that's all in the background it was almost like that's hazy and not really happening enough but it did that it did that like you knew who was going to die you could have took you I know, you could have told who was going to die you well, I mean, she's next to die then he then her it was that predictable now i know horror films can be a bit like that but this was really i don't know i think it it i think it started with the premise of trying to be or, or I thought it was going to be a bit more clever than it was, and it was a bit just straight laced for me. I don't think it did anything outside of a box. It just sort of went right. This is Hellraiser, and we'll just give you sort of nice, neat package. I like that. Go, outside the box, I like that as well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm trying to chain it all together, Matt. <laughs> <Really? laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. I do agree in in some respect. But but the some of the the like body horror and like the actual Cenobites, I think they're great. I think they really did look great. Chatterer was fucking great. The priest looked fucking awesome. I think they really, really did look good. And maybe I've missed so much in the last six, but they made so, it's almost like the first one, that puzzle box was such a mystery. And it's like, there was real um, emphasis on that. He was a fucking douchebag. Like that guy, who was like ripped apart by change. And, and the special effects were actually better in that 1987 movie more gore more realistic i was more gross that really grossed me out that was the one thing that hellraiser really had and i know they subsequently make lots of different um movies and they did kind of dilute that element of it there was always kind of an element of really seediness and and it's sort of almost like maybe it's just kind of lost i mean rick and morty did a um a cenobites episode which was fucking hilarious um with like a swordfish for his stomach but i mean but i don't know man they sort of like does it come a bit is it just a bit meh now? Don't know. Like they could they could have easily had her like you know there's the the bit where it's like Pinhead gives her the choice she has to sacrifice two people. 
before they work out that they can do it, the Cenobites and the Cenob- they'll the Cenobites will be sacrificed as a result. But I just almost like they could have really given us some really like heavy choice. Do you save your brother or do you kill your friends? And they, they copped out. They were like, oh, we'll kill Cenobites instead. No, no, don't worry like that. You kill your friends or you save your brother. And then I thought it would have been cool if they if she killed her friends to get her brother back. But it turned out her brother was fucking flayed and he was just a fucking wet, dribbly, dribbly mess. Because I thought, you know, the Cenobite that was running after her. I thought that was going to be her brother. When the skin <laughs> well, that started would be quite off. interesting. But that's the thing. There was there was there was potential there to do a lot of different stuff. But it was just literally like you talk about paint by numbers. The past three weeks we've done like Hollywood films which have been like mm. paint by numbers. And I thought this one was exactly the same. So it didn't really enthrall me at all. I was I was really disappointed to be honest. <laughs> I did see I it started off, I'd say the first, you know, kind of the first probably 35, 40 minutes was a bit hit and miss and I was like where's this going but what I did enjoy a bit was a bit like finding out about obviously most of them centre around kind of um, desire and seediness around kind of looking for the next best thing where it kind of centred on some more meanings that, that each kind of there's actually different things it's not just all about sensation it's like finding out about the other things I thought that was interesting. Do you know what I'm on about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not just but about like it's not just about all, all the good things in life. It's the it's like sacrificing yeah. your desires for to get someone else out of the shit type but of thing. I did quite like it when they got to the house and and like what the way the house was kind of protected by that massive kind of like is almost like warning off the the kind of cenobites but then i like the fact that he changed it to be like a trap i thought that was quite good however i didn't the 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 main character i can't remember what his name was now what was the main character's name Voigt. Uh? yeah that massive thing for him i didn't know i felt it did get a bit cheesy to that point i thought it, it's something you would see in like a resident evil game or something and i was like He's getting a bit Resident Evil kind of esque, but then I did quite like the fact that it's the reason why he had it and stuff, you know. Um, but when it got to the house, I really quite started enjoying it. Uh, yeah, honestly, Matt, I'll give you that. The kind of the, the I, I I did get really lost in that that house bit. I thought it was it was clever, and obviously that that it's almost built the bo- the house with the box and and to sort of do all of that. I've just thought i'd note that this is billed as a reboot as well so it's a reboot of the 1987 one so really for people that's fucking that's what gets me nuts so that means it's not a follow-on which means that the law that's existed what for the last 10 movies so so people coming into this new have just seen the the box and the box being really quickly discovered and thought i don't know it's like the first one you didn't really get to see all the different denominations really and the box was shit. The box. Do you know, oh, the box do you know what me. it was like, Paul? It's like a horror version of Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. But yeah, but, but the bit, the bit, the bit, the matter says that the house was fucking was was good quality. I, I like, like that. I like the house. Dark, it's sea. The, the way the the Cenobites just they don't run after people. They just kind of fucking walk. And yeah, I, but, I just thought the design on them was. But remember. 
there's been like 10 fucking horrorism movies to yeah, then but... come up hang on just one sec to, to come to the point where they've done a lot of Cenobite stuff and then to come up with these new characters I thought they were fucking pretty good if I'm honest carry on Paul sorry no it's it, it's just that there's been there's been 10 and this is a reboot and this is like okay maybe this is the way that you get introduced to Hellraiser for some people and I think getting introduced to it like this is a bit disappointing because it was a bit quick um and it's sort well, of like shouldn't ten... be introduced to it like this they should be watching the original how right ah, exactly <laughs> but there was i'll tell you what i did there was quite an interesting bit obviously with this Voigt character he's like trying to meet this leviathan and you know that's easy he's, he's sort of getting people to solve it and sacrificing people to the puzzle box etc for the last six years okay but when you get re- reintroduced to him later and he's got that fucking thing for his stomach like is he is he a slave? Is he part of hell? Is he part of the Cenobites? No, what what he's done is he's he said didn't he? He said uh, what they asked him what he wanted, um, like he wanted ultimate pleasure. So basically, their idea of pleasure is like can be any any sort of style of thing. So it's pe- pleasure is pain. So they basically put this thing inside of him that every so often pulls his nerves through. And he yeah. generates his nerves, so it gives him extreme pain every I don't know twenty minutes or whatever it is. It's so every time the box moves. He's chosen. He's chosen that. He's chosen it, isn't he? Yeah. And then That's he gets it. so, and he gets turned into some. Okay, let's the end. What what the fuck? So he's 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 he gets turned into a Cenobite, doesn't he? That's yeah. That's his. Um, so that's his ultimate um, goal, is it? Is it, or is it well, they, I don't think it was. He just or has he been stitched to... up? That's what I want. No, they re- they realised that his ultimate desire hadn't been met. Just like Pinhead gave that like dialogue where it was basically like our our um our like remit is dominance, and when we can't actually dominate your sensations because you're not with us, you're trying to get against us, we've failed. So essentially, they take that out of him, heal him up, and then turn him into a centibite so he can experience their ultimate pleasure, which is dominating other people. Because let's not let's not get it wrong. The Cenobites are, are nasty little bastards. They're tricking, trying to trick you left, right, and center. That's what yeah. they're about. It's. I, I think I know the answer, but it's not explained. So I'm going to ask the question anyway. Why the fuck can't they just transport themselves inside that fucking room? And they get stopped by a fucking gate. Is it because it's charmed? I think, it, or I think it's... it's something to do with the 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 ha- the, the protective stuff around the house. I, I think. Right. It's designed the same shape as the box, isn't it? On the outside of the box. I don't know whether it's containing them or making them not go any further. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's the, I think that's what I put it down to anyway. And and I one other thing I've got to say as well. I saw the boyfriend thing. Like, I know it's so far obvious that he was a, a wrong one from the very start. Again, yeah. though, it wasn't handled with any tact. It was just, it wasn't like, there was no dramatic thing to it. It was like, Hello, oh mate, oh yeah, get on with it, will you? It's it, there was no sort of like that could have. Do you know where that Collins running through the gate? He and it's like, where's the box? I don't know. No one's picked it up. He, the boyfriend, could have done that and stabbed Colin. Do you know what I mean? But it didn't happen. I was like, oh, why did you do that? And you could have had a much more dramatic twist to go. Oh, he's a wrong one. Even though it was signposted, but also because I was thinking about it afterwards, I was thinking, you know. It's, it's, it's a pretty far-fetched, um, a long way round it way of 
getting to this point do you see what i mean it's just like right i know right let's work together on this um you've got uh, a girl you know that's obviously yeah she's a bit of a junkie now get her to find this box take her there find this box then then make sure she obviously there's a lot of possibilities where it could go wrong it won't work it's like yeah she's got to open the box she's got to stab herself then she's got to go kill four more people um and then we can get to the point it's like you know i'm sure there's a quicker way around this (laughs) but that's the thing so they could have just done the the whole thing around addiction whereby this will cure you or or it's a different type of addiction and she's addicted to it but it consumes her Mm. Like, which I suppose what happens in the original Hellraiser is, you know, the twat, like the bastard's trying to get his own power mm. and he's leeching off everyone. She, like, she could have done that. I mean, yeah, whatever, it could have come from a good place, but by be, trying to be good, she's being evil at the same time. It just did it. It was like, like you said, Matt, it was like, take the box, get the box. Because if he wanted to, if they wanted to do it, why don't you just pick six homeless people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, stabby, stabby, stab, uh, stab, 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 stabby, stab, done. Have another <laughs> one they... of his wild sex parties. In the original, what she seduces brings men home, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. But he kills them. He doesn't. The the box doesn't kill them. In this one, they all get all get stabbed and stuff like that. I so. quite like that. I, quite, I thought that was quite interesting that the yeah. box has to have the blood, and then it's like, you know, then they they will go, you know, they get put into this the kind of weird trancey thing, and then yeah, they're in the Cenobites world, you know. Well, that's quite cool. I I I quite enjoyed a lot yeah. of the movie, to be honest. There was there was a lot to take away from it, but there was some ultimately some kind of like okay, if I felt a little bit rushed for me, but um yeah, not bad, not bad. Definitely mm-hmm. want to. I definitely recommend if you like Hellraiser to go and watch it. I mean, again, the body horror is like phenomenal, and the some of the kills awesome. The, some of the kills are fantastic, and the the, the sort of design of the Cenobites I think are fucking brilliant. I really, really, really I just really want cool. to go through some of their, their names really quick. So obviously the priest um, was obviously the new pinhead. Well, she was cool. Then we've got, obviously we've got uh, a classic sorry, chatterer. Sorry, sorry, Matt. They are cool. Oh, sorry. I don't want you to get the pronouns sorry, wrong. Yeah, whatever. Um, then we've got the chatterer. Obviously a classic. I thought... I thought it was quite cool that they picked him to be the one, spoilers, that, that they killed. It was quite interesting. Uh, we've got the Weeper. Um, the, we- the Weeper. The Weeper. Um, Is that the one that went, The one that's always crying. No, that was, that, that was um, there was the Gasp, um, <laughs> and there was the, the Asphyx was the one that was going, um, But then there's a couple, there's a couple of other ones near the end like the with the weird face and they're almost look like a pregnant cenobite did you see that there are a couple of new ones at the end do you not see them yeah yeah interesting very yeah. cool i mean hats off to him you know you know clive barker done this stuff and it's just like it's still going and they managed to reinvent it you've got to give him a little hats off for that Cool. All right then. Let's uh, rate this bad boy. I'll, I'll <laughs> okay, let's, go with, <laughs> let's go with let's go with Paul first. Okay. Well, I didn't think it was much cop guys. Uh, I, I I wanted a, a lot more from it. Uh, maybe unjustly, but I don't give a shit. I want more. Um, maybe I need a box. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it four out of ten. Oh. Yeah, harsh but fair. <laughs> well, Butch, what are you giving it? For me, it was like a it was a six uh, seven for me. I think it was still solid and enough like gory and and stuff like that. But I think I'm I'm probably more of a six six. So it's still recommend for me definitely. Mm. Yeah, I I think uh, six is fair because I mean it half the film was really really good and I loved the effects and I thought you know the Cenobites looked awesome. It's just it felt a bit um it fell down a little bit on storyline like we've spoke about you know but you know it entertained me and i think it could have been shaved down by like 30 minutes and it would have been probably a lot better because there's a lot of gubbins in there but yeah six out of ten for me Ooh, okay draw one last breath you know six out of ten <laughs> next episode what oh my god we've got some choice i have no idea what we're going to come with you come to the table with we might go and see the menu um which is out with anna taylor joy and uh <laughs> yeah wonder on netflix is a possibility a couple of things on shutter that are out as well that look quite interesting um matt what was your one that you made run sweetheart run run sweetheart one is also one that is a possibility yeah we got a few options for next one so we will see but yeah if you want to get involved just watch all of those <laughs> and we were bound to watch one of them um okay i think that's it for our main review let's move on to our something to scream about what do you want from me why don't you run from me what are you wondering what do you know why aren't you scared of me why do you care for me when we all fall asleep where do we go Okay, so this week's something to scream about. Um, we have to thank uh, Paul, Salo, Thomas <laughs> for this one. So I'll put the idea in my head. So um, I'd never heard the term horror adjacent before. So um, that, that can be down to him. But yeah, so basically this week, you just want to talk about our favourite horror adjacent films. So for those of you who may not know what that means, it's a film that isn't technically classed as a horror film, um, but does scare you or creep you out or make Paul Butcher shit himself <laughs> one of the th- one of the three <laughs> just before so, we yeah. start this I, I want to like just say I looked at a few lists just to get me kind of like you know loosened up to find you know a bit reminding of some things not that I needed it that much but most of the lists came the out horror films. Of, one of horror adjacent movies or movies that are shocking guess what was number one was it Sallow Yes, most, <laughs> in most of the lists. I <laughs> just to start us off there. I mean, I'll preface mine with the fact that I sort of just, I, I don't know whether they're my favourite, but they're like ones that I sort of come to mind and that I feel are like horror adjacent movies in, in my head. And there's a lot, we, there's, there's so many horror adjacent that I could, you could pick loads. We, we talk, this is why we do the podcast in terms of like, what is horror and films that have horror and not strictly follow that line, but every movie and it is, it's got that element to it and we just pick it and we can talk about even those little fractions of horror in there. So that's where I've sort of gone with my list. I think. Cool. So who wants to kick off then? Matt, do you want to go first? 
Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Um, my first pick, and I hope I've kind of got the memo right. I probably got it all fucking wrong. <laughs> but my first pick is, it's, I don't, see, it's not horror in my eyes, but the Wicker Man. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, again, it's class. It is billed as in that horror genre, but it is a, it is a cult movie. Yeah, it's not. Well. It's not horror, is it? It's not like it's it's a cult. It's a cult that's behind it. So anyway, Wait. I watched this movie. Yeah, go on, Julie Paul. Sorry, I was going to say, being burned alive in a big uh, <laughs> wicker man. Yeah, <laughs> it's got <laughs> moments in it. It's like. But the thing off. is, like when you know I, I mean? when I watched this movie, I I was like, I kind of like didn't know loads about it, and this isn't the Nicolas Cage one, by the way. Um, ah! <laughs> and um, I just found it quite harrowing because it's just like this could happen and probably has happened somewhere at some point um, because it's just you're on an island and literally there's a whole undertone throughout the f- film that's just so uneasy the whole from the very start and it's just that through the whole film it's got it's just so tense and then it gets uh, obviously the big spoiler ender where he just literally can't get away from them because they won't let him off this island and they're just going to kill him. And and it's it's really, really just a normal place with normal people with h- horrific circumstances. And it's just, it just, yeah, it's freaky as fuck. But yeah, that's my first pick. Mr. Butcher, do you want to go? All right, I'll throw... In, I'm going to throw in Akira as my hot first horror adjacent. Uh, obviously, quite creepy Japanese, you know, Japanese manga from like the late 80s. One of the best probably move, manga movies ever made. Um, but it has some real, and it's sci-fi, but it has some real notes of horror in it in terms of body horror. Fucking hell, you can't really get much much bigger than this. Um, it's the, the the bits in the scene with the with the sort of deformity and the way the hat little hands and all that sort of, and sometimes as well, the, the, the sound, the, those sort of like real moments, of real creepy. And, and the little kids are like the little blue, the blue children are fucking really creepy as well. And there's some real kind of eerie elements to this telekinesis, almost like Stephen King esque um, to it. Uh, I think this, this has got so many sort of different elements from sci-fi to sort of like those different horror are fucking like we could do easily do Ikira um, for this fucking movie. Imagine that doing a fucking manga movie, dissecting that bad boy. Mate, I'll tell you a little story (laughs) on that. Literally when I was a wee lad and I was going to Ari's video shack, obviously Um, basically it used to be one side of comic book shop, one side of video store. So literally I used to go in and buy my comics and, um, Harry, who used to be behind the, the, the desk, was there. And I got, God knows how old I was. I was quite young. And um, he had a laser disc player that used to be in the store that you could play stuff on. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's like, um, I got this new movie on Laserdisc today. And I was like, oh, cool. What is it? And he was like, oh, it's called Akira. And I was like, oh, OK, what's that? He goes, well, get this. It's like, you know, your Saturday morning TV shows like cartoons yeah like you know ulysses jason and the wheel warriors it's a bit like that but it's got loads of fucking blood and violence in it and i was like no shut up they don't do things like that so he puts his laser disc in and i was just like fucking gobsmacked literally gobsmacked 
and I, I've never seen something in my in like a cartoon where people were like getting killed, yeah, and shit, and that just blew my mind. But yeah, little story there. Go on, Jordy Paul, what you got? All right, good I'm pick, gonna go by the way, one, good pick, which is definitely a horror film, but it's definitely creepy and it's definitely fucking got some horrific bits in it. Actually, is um Black Swan. Mm. <laughs> Not because it's got lesin in. Tell you, he's a filthy boys. Um, <laughs> no, it's um, obviously the story of uh, basically it's it's a whole story around like schizophrenia and uh, well eating disorders, family troubles, the lot. But yeah, there's some really horrific bits in it. So and you talk about there's body some, horror as well. There's some definitely eating in it. There's, oh my god, what 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 what? Um, yeah. I, you've just derailed my choice because now I can only think of that scene. But yeah, no, there is a scene. The mother, especially, like, is crazy, and there's definitely a scene in the uh, in a house or a flat where she runs after her, which turns into some really like horrific sort of chase scene. It's uh, it's amazing. But yeah, no, really, really good. And if you haven't seen Black Swan, please go and watch it because it's an incredible film. But yeah, yeah, great that's movie. My first one. Yeah, I remember going to cinema that. Yeah. yeah, me too. My next pick. Was, is is um, something that stayed with me from a very early age, and my next pick is from 1985, and it is Return to Oz. <laughs> oh. yes. That's a great, that's a great shout. That's fucking mental. Right the from the start, video nasty. Yeah, it should have been banned right from the start. Like straight away, is it the wheelies that come into it? Yeah, fucking strangest looking people on freaking stilts, like skates. And they're just freaky as fuck. And they're horrible. And they freaked me out. Not to mention the start of it. She's in like a mental institution. And like literally they're trying to like basically bang her up. Because they're saying oh whatever. You've fucking been dreaming up weird places. You're obviously nuts. But anyway. Return to Oz. She gets there. And she meets these wheelies. But not only that. When she gets to the point of meeting Mumby the witch. That has interchangeable heads. That are kept in cases that come alive, fucking scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And no one can say that they watched that and wasn't fucking shit scared. Whoever that... wrote that or made it was on drugs. A hundred percent hallucinatory fucking cracking jack drugs. Because <laughs> it's brilliant mental. though. I'm gonna make my kids watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Because it's cool, like like TikTok is fucking awesome. Remember TikTok? The fucking uh, the Tin Man, but he's like fucking. She has to wind him up at the start, and he just kicks out, kicks the fucking wheelies' asses. Yeah, fucking brilliant. And the pumpkin guy that's always scared is like literally the lion, but just the pumpkin, like from the first one. But anyway, yeah, that's my pick. Nice, that's a real interesting one. I like <laughs> it. I'm gonna go next one for me. I'm gonna go RoboCop. Oh, I thought immediately when I thought about this, I thought Upgrade sort of came to mind. I was like, ah, original. Hang on, hang on, hang on fucking robocop that fucking scene with um peter weller oh i i i get nightmares over that sometimes so i watched that very young age like uh i remember sticking that on and somebody just like and it's like one of the most is that and total recall i think around the same time and it's just watching him get shot to fuck like he gets it's there's so vivid and and it's just so destructive and and 
It was the Visceral. height of violence. Yeah. The height of violence on video. Yeah. <laughs> like action time. violence. But it's like, I remember he's shooting his arm off and stuff like that. It's so horrible. But there's also another scene later as well, which is definitely worth a shout. It's like the toxic bit when he's sort of like wandering out from the toxic and he gets run over by the truck. That's oh. phenomenous, isn't it? That, that there's some, so it's a great sci-fi movie and really fucking... But there's some real moments of extreme violence in amongst. Do you know what? You know what? As a kid, used to freak the shit out of me watching Robocop. Is when he ate the baby food. It always freaked me. <laughs> it, I, I can. It freaked the shit out of me. It's like, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah. <Funny. laughs> the toxic I, I, bit and the the mindless violence. I didn't mind. It was the baby food. <laughs> my favorite bit. I've got to tell you my favorite quick bit <clears throat> is where the guy goes, Mandava zip this up <laughs> well yeah also, she has to get a cheeky look she has there's, to get a cheeky look she got there's an attempted fucker. there's an attempted rape as well god real seedy sort of like undertone to this movie it's, it's real like ah uh, those sort of um grimy wasn't it it's grimy violent but fucking how what a hell of a movie i bought them yeah, especially hell, hell of a movie yeah, fucking hell. They didn't. They sometimes they need to. They need to re, like VFW. I know we've had. They need to reinvest in that sort of genre, man. <laughs> All fucking practical effects as well. Yeah, fucking cracking. Hmm. Well, Go on, it's, Paul. it's very interesting that you picked a Paul Verhoeven film because Choke girls. My <laughs> that's Choke horror girls. of a different kind. Um, my second pick is Paul Verhoeven's. Starship Troopers. Oh, oh, that's a fucking shout, man! Great shout. So, I mean, I mean, what it, what it, what, I suppose, what is it not? It could be any genre. It could be comedy, drama, thriller, sci-fi, and horror, all rolled into one messy, hot, lovely, fantastic film. Um, but the horror elements obviously come from the the bugs and the fact that they just make mincemeat out of the human body, completely, <laughs> and the just devastation and the limbs flying and all that is just brilliant. And you chuck in, obviously, it's got Michael Ironside in it, which just gets a point straight away. Tick. And then brains being sucked out. And then another tick for Denise Richards in a prime. Boom. And Clancy Brown. There you go. So, I yeah, mean, no, I, I yes. love Starship Troopers. Yes, 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 yes. And, like, even the fucking... The, what I love about this is almost that full metal jacket feel to it as well. The Stanley Kubrick sort of them training and the montage. And, you know, when he's, like, he chucks the knife in that guy's hand... It's like medic and the medic. Oh my god, the guy with the helmet and stuff and the whips. It's some fucking dark shit, man. Real darkness in this movie. Oh, yeah. Fucking so cool. Great pick, Paul. Great right. pick. You smashed out of the park there. But yeah. for an extra ten points, who have we had on the pod that has actually been in the movie Starship Troopers? Casper Van Dien, have we had him? <laughs> really? <laughs> Richard. Did I miss the Denise Richards episode? Did I? Richard, Richard Brake. <laughs> Nope. Oh shh. You hell. Dan, no. Would you like to know more? <laughs> would you would you like to know who we've had on the Kelly pod? Maroney? Nope. No idea. <laughs> Travis who? Stevens. Oh really? What was yeah. Who was he? The director of Travis Travis Stevens was in Starship Troopers. Um he he was in it, but he I don't think he was an actual main character, but you he's, he's in it. Clearly in it. Um he was literally when I interviewed him. He was we were, at the end. I said, "Is it true that you're in Starship Troopers?" At the end of the interview, I didn't include this, and he was like, "Yeah." And we had like a ten minute conversation about how he just was like in LA at the time, and they were 
you know um asking for people to be in it and he was in it and he's like oh shit i've got a picture here somewhere i'll see if i can grab it and he tried to look for it and stuff and he's like ah oh. he goes oh if i find it i'll send it through to you because i've got a picture of me on set and i was like shit couldn't find it and i never did get that picture but yeah he's in it that's cool man it is pretty cool so do you want my last pick yep my last pick is a film with kurt russell in it ah, damn you and it's bone tomahawk <laughs> oh i got that one then <laughs> <laughs> i mean okay okay go on so bone tomahawk I put this on. I didn't really know anything about it. Uh, trust me, I didn't because it was when it first came out. Popped it on, started watching it. Very slow burn. Um, and then it just kicks off and I was gobsmacked. And it's got some of the best fucking harrowing violence um, that I've seen. And it's dark and it's fucking just fucking bleak. It rivals... But- like terrifier in terms of that sort of violence and scenes but i didn't even expect that that's the thing i just didn't expect it to take this massive turn like literally you know i had a little bit of that and a little bit of it's like you're like you're watching a western and then western meets hills of eyes sort of thing yeah it just turns and it's just like and it's not like it, it just goes out with a bang, man. It's just like, I was it shocked. It just comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? It's yeah. literally completely no, no, out of nowhere. Boom. And it just becomes this different film. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was just like, that really fucking, that was shocking for me. Cause I was just like, I did not expect that. Cause I love it when you watch films like that and you're just like, whoa. And it's like, this is something different. It really great, is. Great, great name for a movie as well. Yeah. It is a fucking, and is this the director as well? Who went on to do dragged across concrete and um, cell block we're all in cell block on, yeah, yeah. yeah you know showing Vince Vaughn I love that movie as well that's different fucking life. crazy yeah fucking hell yeah he's good I would like to I mean, watch it go and watch it I need to go and check out what his ne- upcoming projects are see what's next mm, very good nice nice pick Um, I have worth talking about Irreversible as my sort of <laughs> get out <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to talk about that this one. This was supposed Carry to be on. a palate cleanser after last week, Paul. <laughs> you keep reminding me of this film. And I forget about it, and then you keep bringing it up. And I think last time you spoke about it, you were like, I don't want to speak about it again. I don't want to speak about it again. And you keep bringing it up. I mean, look, dude, after watching Sallow last last episode, I got I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't, there's no, you know, Irreversible is like Sunday afternoon movie for me now. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, it's like, that 15 minute you could go along the 15 minute rape scene uh finding out later that she's pregnant or you could go into the fact that that horrible nauseating scene in the nightclub at that ends in with the fire extinguisher oh still to this day i just get chills think it's just one of the most disturbing creative shots that i've ever seen um it, 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 watching his face deteriorate and stay alive while he's getting smashed in the face. With a, it's 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 harrowing. Harrowing. I, um, irreversible. Right? It, it always holds a place in my head because when I first started working for HMV, for, well, I 15, thought you were going to say place in my heart. Then yeah, no, definitely <laughs> not. Fuck. In my head, um, when I started working for HMV for 15, 16 years ago, um, and I, I wanted to like expand my film knowledge, one of the lads in the shop that worked there. I was like, oh, I'm sitting getting asked about world cinema and I don't really know anything about it. 
I saw, is there anything you recommend? And he went, I've got a couple of films you can recommend. The first ever world cinema film I ever watched was Irreversible. Really? <laughs> and I was like, wow. Uh, what is this? And it, it was in a DVD like case. Emily or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, it could ease me in with, or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon or something <laughs> like that. No, we'll go for Irreversible. But it was in a DVD case that opened the wrong way and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that. Crackers. Crackers. But yeah. Ugh. What? But the, the the start of Irreversible, like the first, forget about the bloody rape scene because that's just, oh. But the start of it is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It just disorientates you it does make you feel sick and then just smash and obviously with the, the structure it's the same structure that's uh christopher nolan used in memento isn't it where like the, yeah. the start of the scene you're watching is the end of the next scene and oh my god it was yeah and how they did that with the without really it was obviously it's like stop motion sort of filming where he's bashing his face in but it just doesn't pull away it's just nah. so well done but it's oh, it's in oh. your face it's in his face and it's in your yeah. face it's fucking it's just, spreading his nose all around his face. Oh, my God, yeah. I'd, I'd, like rather, thing, I'd but... rather watch the rape scene than watch, that, <laughs> than watch that scene out of the two. That's how <laughs> fucked up that scene is. And the rape scene's like the worst thing that you could ever watch in film history. Being fu- raped. Oh, God, no. Poor Monica Belushi, man. Thank God she went on to do, like, shoot him up and Matrix. Fuck, you know. <sighs> There we go. That's my that, me done, Paul. I'm gonna get that etched on your headstone, though, Paul. Paul, Paul from you... Paul Butcher. I'd rather watch the rape scene. <laughs> right, Jordy Paul, can you drag us out of that dirt hole, please? Okay, I can. I can. Now, I I'm just gonna do a couple of little honourable mentions before I sign off in style. So obviously you've got like Jaws, and uh, I was gonna say Deliverance, but I think I've talked about about Jaws is a horror part. movie. Yeah, George okay. is out and out horror. You can't. That's not horror adjacent. Okay, sorry. Uh, Seven is there. Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah. So there was a inside. Couple inside. Inside. Martyrs. Oh, fuck. Let's just move on. But my pick is also a Kurt Russell film, and I'm gonna sign off in style. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, brilliant film. Nice. Nice. John Carpenter. Uh, my favourite John Carpenter film. You could have picked the Golden Child, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I could have picked the Golden Child. I love the Golden Child. Say, I, I, I want the knife, <laughs> please. <laughs> I love it. But uh, now, obviously, Jack Burton, John Carpenter, Kurt Russell, fight kung fu, monsters, magicians, wizards, the three storms, a truck, what pork chop express. Oh my god. <laughs> Kim Cattrall, I could go on and on and on. That's a Monsters. Film. If you haven't seen it, please go and see it. Oh, my God. Where have you been? It's amazing. And we will do it on the pod at some point because I fucking, it's great. Yeah. Horror Jason's a weird one because, like, we need to kind of have a discussion, and I think, on one of these pods later and go, okay, so what is out and out horror? You know, because these subgenres, because it's the horror is just like subgenre, subgenre, subgenre. But it's all, there's all horror elements. But what is out and out horror is a slasher out and out horror you know what is out and out horror the interesting conversation but i did think i thought paul like brought it up didn't he saying that yeah. i can't in a quote if it's not a, it's not a genre it's a feeling and it is what scares yeah. you won't scare me what scares mark won't scare me do you know what i mean it's it's it, it's such a good debate which i don't think anyone will ever have the answer to but uh yeah. it's funny yeah. it's good good very good liked it like that thanks again mr thomas for sort of Making us feel. Please, whoever's listening, get in touch on social media and give us your horror, Jason, because there's thousands out there and we've probably missed some bangers. So go on, 
please, please get in touch. To be honest, I, I, I kind of got the Emma, the kind of thing wrong. I was like thinking of films that shocked me more than like horror adjacent, but things that shocked me that wasn't horror-ish. Kind of thing. I don't know. I think that works. I think it's just personal. And I think that's why if you like share on social media, every there's no wrong answer. It's your personal choice. And that's why I think it's kind of good. It'd be, it's a really cool conversation. So yeah, liked sure. it. Right then, without further ado, let's get on to our movie from the vault. Every journey begins in the mind. A flight of imagination. A vision of what might lie across the universe. Or within the deepest regions of the subconscious. Dr. Edward Pretorius is about to embark on such a journey. It's out of control. You've got to turn it off. Humans are such easy prey. From the makers of Reanimator, from beyond. So, this episode's movie from the vault is From Beyond from 1986. A group of scientists have developed the Resonator, a machine which allows whoever is within range to see beyond normal, perspectable reality. But when the experiment succeeds, there are immediately attacks by terrible life forms. Starring Barbara Crampton, the one and only, and directed by Stuart Gordon. Well, let's not forget honourable mentions Jeffrey Coombs and of Ken Forey, of course. Ken Foray, yeah, I've met him. What a guy, what a guy. Loved it from the start. Let's just get let's just lay that one out here. Absolutely my cup of tea. Beautiful. Love the Stuart, Stuart Gordon. I'm gonna it, go next. It. I'm gonna go next because I've got a feeling of what's gonna happen. Absolutely enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. <laughs> superb, superb. Jordy Paul. I absolutely enjoyed the fuck out of this movie too, lads. Yeah! <laughs> I think we're finally, I think we're melting it. I just feel that he's coming in. You, you're, you have invented your own resonator and it is uh, pulling my mind apart. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. Can I just, I'll say my bit because I know, obviously, I was watching it thinking, fucking hell, they, them two are going to love this. Like, So um, I um, I was lucky enough, my friend Colm lent me his Blu-ray, so I actually got to watch it proper so i wasn't streaming it so I, I think that actually does actually make a bit of difference when you're watching this type of stuff <laughs> as well um but uh i yeah i thought do not stream that. things illegally on this podcast uh, may exactly. i <laughs> i it was silly stupid but effects wise was unbelievable uh and just just batch it to the wall crazy but without being shit and it was very enjoyable so yeah i actually really enjoyed this guys and i had a good time with it so Woohoo! <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah, the, some of the special effects reminds me of like society. I thought they were like really on society. They were so cool. 
even like remind me of the thing at some yeah. stages man i was about to say paul the thing i was like i actually went after and looked i was like what year did this come out again because i can't remember and obviously it's four years after the thing but they must have definitely took some inspiration from it because some of the monster design and the the uh the fingers and stuff you know definitely thing-esque who is the special effects artist matthew um it's mark shoestrom and it was uh, Balsha that worked on um, Ghoulies. Ooh. He's done loads of other stuff. And he also did that um, film we did recently from The Vault, which was Cellar Dweller. He did that as well. I think. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the, the effects were fucking insane. It's, it's, it, there was, I think there's four different effects teams like that worked on this film. But like Stuart Gordon's got a lot of like friends and stuff like that as well. So, you know, but yeah, it's crazy. Should, should we should we start kind of with a I know we've kind of had a little synopsis at the start, but should we start at the beginning kind of what it was kind of yeah. involved, involving? So Jeffrey Coombs, character is helping the his mate, his professor mate basically come out of a horny machine to make you know, to come up with like a, a you know, a machine to make everyone horny. Well, to get into the uh, the what some kind of I saw I can't I don't remember the pineal gland the, in the yeah, brain the penis uh, the penis uh, gland uh, the uh, penis uh, gland. the penis gland in the let's brain. just call it the penis gland well yeah. they're trying to they're trying to look at alternative dimensions or realities aren't they because obviously it's based on the the, the Lovecraft story yeah. so it's all he loves all that type of stuff and I just add yeah. as well those smatterings of Hellraiser things in this as well yeah give you that. Yeah, we'll get onto that later. <laughs> yeah, the little uh, floating things and stuff out from hell that are like sort of come and bite your face off and stuff. Like that, yeah, like fish type things. Hate yeah, Lovecraft, love that shit. But it? you know, essentially, you know, some sh- shit goes wrong and he's put in a mental institution, and uh, old Barbara Crampton gets involved and basically wants him to reproduce the experiment, and he goes off with a cop, which is sort of similar to that you know that conjuring i do talk. i did love in the hood the hospital though when they're giving him a, a, a ct scan and the fucking doctor's there just having a fag yeah, I know. that was like crazy. 80s and greatness in that. and that yeah and, and how t- easy it is just to get this mental patient who's wanted for murder just <laughs> out of there oh yeah just just have him then go on the, the yeah. detective's like it's not great but i'll allow it <laughs> but, it but it then just goes on a sort of like um i don't know Benny Hill, you know, lots of different fucking uh, notions with the experiment and the flipping it on and off and having the some dodgy poor Barbara Crampton. You know, if you think about Reanimator with her with the head between her legs and stuff like that, she's getting raped pretty much in this one as well. Um, She's not happy at all. Uh, I wouldn't say she is, but she's being moved on. (laughs) He's like ripping her clothes off and doing. Nearly biting his bit, biting her head. And she, gets good, that... uh, she gets a good uh, wibbly finger feel, doesn't she? <laughs> his fingers grew, didn't they? They're like, yeah. Grew. It's like he is he not. Could... She is not consenting. <laughs> he is a nasty little bastard. He he owns a nice little pain room that he's got set up. S and M room, yeah. Which was quite um, interesting. Some good little no- notes. Uh, the the number of the house was six six six. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. On, and it was set on Benevolent Street. <laughs> you can have that. That's not my match facts. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's some greatness in this. Like, obviously, like, she doesn't... Re- they don't really know what they're getting involved in. She wants to solve some kind of 
disease don't you that her dad was like involved with but at the same time it's just every time this machine gets turned on they get turned on <laughs> pretty much yeah ken ferrey's like oh uh, he basically got a hard on why did i get a hard on it's like <laughs> and he's walking around in his pants mate i love that scene it was fucking brilliant so we've got to set the scene so they're obviously trying to turn the power off but they can't get to the switch so Jeffrey Coombs' character decides to run down to the cellar and try and take out the fucking main power and um, wakes up again in his little tighty freaking pants, which you can see absolutely everything. And he's a big man, old Ken. He's a big man. And they get down to that cellar and they literally, that's pr- that fucking cellar scene fucking awesome. Yeah. I love that worm thing, man. It's like swallowing jeffrey coombs up oh yeah there's some fucked up bits with that sort of swallowness i'm going to go through the characters names just so we can get across jeffrey coombs is crawford uh tillinghast barbara crampton is dr Catherine mcmichaels um and then you've got dr ed edward pretorius who's like you know naughty bastard cd naughty bastard and then ken beret is uh bubba browntree and he's a cop isn't he so there's some good. I names. think he's ex, isn't he ex army or something as well? Like, but he wants to get the hell out of there, really. Yeah, he's um, just there to babysit, any. Yeah, but there's some great, like you know, fe- that famous sort of fetish scene where she gets, she suddenly starts putting on all the gear. It's so naughty, so naughty. Well, it's the fact, like I think what it is is that he's the 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 naughty doctor bloke, Pistorius guy, whatever his name is, Oscar Pistorius. Um, basically is is kind of like her his likes are in her kind of thing because he's creating it all isn't he mm. so his his fetishes have kind of gone on to her and she's it's overtaken her body even though she's not into that she's getting into all smelling the leather and like putting the clothes on and gives old jeffrey coombs a little fucking she gives Five him a knuckle shuffle yeah, after, after she... he's lost all his hair and his head's tight, <laughs> it? like he's there not not doing anything and then literally two minutes later he's up and walking around he's fine so he's basically laying there waiting for it really wasn't he i mean she wanks him off and then licks her fingers <laughs> doesn't she as well that's, that's, she just basically wanks him off licks his fingers and then starts grinding on him gives him a little dry gives, hump it gives uh gives you the bubba, or bubba a kiss as well don't you yeah but he restrains himself and then he, he makes her look in, which I thought was hilarious. He makes her look into the, the ceiling mirror. <laughs> and this room couldn't get any more seedy. And and why is Jeffrey Coombs sleeping in there for a start? Anyway, um, and she, he makes her look at herself. Look, take a look at yourself. <laughs> I'm going to make this. I'm going to let this happen in a minute. I'm going to let this happen in a minute. <laughs> I love his character. This is but then the, then the resonator, after getting turned on and turned off, decides it just wants to turn itself on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody's getting turned on in this. <laughs> Fuck me. Does she get her eyeball sucked out at one stage as well? Or she, he's trying attempting to suck her eyeball out at the same time that Coombs is going into the fucking thing as well. Well, well, they they go up, don't they, to to try and switch this thing off again, and um, they start getting attacked by these kind of like little ball things, like creatures are they like and then Bubba tries to shine the torch on him yeah like bees they're like well bugs or something oh that was that was genius that scene was disturbing poor old Bubba (laughs) I mean Bubba gets candy man (laughs) big time he's like left in bones man that was a that was 
incredible. He took one for the team and he's fucked. I, I did like that effect, and he's like his head's still intact. I was didn't like his head, but his head's just like looking at him going, <laughs> just bones and skeleton, and yeah, that's quite that's cool. That's really good, really good. But obviously, you've got Doctor Pistorius. Every time you see him, he's like morphing into something else. He's getting bigger and kind of fucking jellier, and yeah, and his head it. goes like in that long neck. That's why it was just shades of the thing. I was literally thinking, yeah. it's definitely got, and they definitely and, took some creature design from it. And the lighting's fucking crazy. Yeah, with the society as well, where they're like, he's enveloped into the body and he's like fighting him from the yeah. inside. I thought that was fucking incredible. And like, does she does she jump from a window at one stage and a fucking like shatters a femur bone or something like that? That comes that pokes out of a, a um. Yeah, that's it. That's at the end, isn't it? Towards yeah. the end, yeah. But yeah, I swear, I swear, her eyeball was getting sucked. No, by, yeah, by that was the hospital place. scene when he gets taken to the hospital and there's little gland is coming oh. out of his head and she and bites then, it off and the whole um, scene was great sucking out his eating brains and sucking out eyeballs and you know the one woman you know the doctor that's smoking that gets her eyeball sucked out um um that's Stuart gordon's wife in real life mm. was his wife in real life yeah that just for a little bit he was literally a dickhead wasn't he <laughs> <laughs> little thing poking out and then she does the most common, the sensible thing and just bites it off. It's fucking great. Right. I've got a little bit of news, actually, because you've mentioned society. Brian Yazuna is, is, was the producer of this. He was the guy that did society. So that's ah, right. It written it was fucking, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I absolutely think this was just so much fun throughout. And it's like a Benny Hill sketch most of the time. <laughs> it goes from one end to the other. Um, it and, just didn't try too hard. It just uh, didn't like. Do you know when films like think we haven't got like too much of a budget, we haven't got too much of a premise. It didn't, and or we have to like try and do other stuff. It just didn't. It just went right. This is what we're gonna do. Let's do it and do it well. And yeah, it was good. I agree. I absolutely, absolutely loved this one. Um, and I haven't seen it before. It's a first time watch for me. Um, like with Reanimator, I'm discovering these movies. I need to watch more of them. I think they're absolutely fantastic um so much fun right at my wheelhouse and yeah like in these sort of genre more and more like when you get it right you get it right the, the, with the mixture between um like story and the special effects are just like so funny and like the sci-fi elements to it as well are just ridiculous I've, and jeffrey coombs i just fucking absolutely love it i think he's great it's great. Such a good wide-eyed stare isn't he yeah but the, but i just don't know why he hasn't like he hasn't been like why he didn't go massive because he is a really good actor but I, I like it's strange that you know in reanimator the in this the roles are reversed so it's the other way around so barbara campton's the the doctor and he's <laughs> kind of the monster and it's um but i think they really worked well together though i think they really do work well together and stuff um but yeah i really enjoyed it i really really like this film it's yeah. lots of fun just te- crazy batshit even right from the start i was like oh you know when these like a lot of the 80s movies they just start and yeah like, huh what oh is this the start oh okay <laughs> and then then it actually starts well, like, yeah a worm at the start called <laughs> just attacking <laughs> the wor- like... that's the thing the, the effects on the worm coming out of the head you know when she's trying to grab it with the forceps yeah and it, or the whatever they are the little and it just keeps poking itself out the effects <laughs> on that look amazing look well real yeah enjoyed this fucking loads this is a great pick man i have to say 
Um, I want to hear, hear some Matt's facts for the horny oh, machine. Shit, yeah, forgot about that bit. <laughs> Getting carried away there. Um, so, the H.P. Lovecraft story on which the film is based is only seven pages long. <laughs> they made a lot want, out of that. Want a quick, quick read? That might be quite good. You, can um, you just read it now? Is that all right? I could do, but seven pages is quite long, actually. So I won't bother. Um, Barbara Crampton sold the leather dominatrix outfit she wore in this film at a yard sale. I bet you wish you were at that yard sale. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Studio executives opposed the casting of Barbara Crampton as Dr. Michaels because they thought that she was too young to be believable as a psychologist. Stuart Ooh. Gordon, however, insisted that Crampton be cast, and she was. And do you know what they did just to make her more look a bit older? Put glasses on her. Big <laughs> <Good> glasses. <laughs> Mental. Um, this was filmed in Italy with an Italian crew in order to save money. Um, Gordon says that the film would have cost $15 million to make in the United States, whereas the foreign product enabled him to co- a hold costs to approximately... 2.5 million Ooh. it was shot on a south stage called dino citica uh, just outside rome uh, it was originally constructed by dino de laurentis but it was seized by the government for non-payment of taxes and then sold to empire studios <laughs> this this is one possibly one of my best mass facts i love this one the resonator sound effect was later sampled in a, the song Intergalactic by Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love it. Um, director Stuart Gordon shot this film, uh, uh, shot his film Dolls 1986 at the same time, and it was released the following year. Um, <laughs> this is funny. The bugs attacking Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Coombs were actually tiny styrofoam balls painted grey, and they stuck to everything, says Coombs. And that nice. is my Matt's facts. So, Stuart Gordon, Dolls, Reanimator, and now From Beyond. Is that, have we done any more? Oh, mate, we've got plenty more from where that came from. Can't bloody wait. We just um, so we obviously did Reanimator um, that we've done before on the pod. Um, yeah, he's got a couple of other ones we could definitely do. Ooh, Space Truckers, Fortress. Never know. Fortress cool, is amazing. I didn't realise he'd done Fortress. I love Fortress. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Christopher Lambert. Get in there. Christopher Lambert. Right. Let's rate this bad boy. It's a nine for me. It's a nine <laughs> for me. I'm going to give it an eight, lads, which I bet you, yep. you thought would ne- not bad. Would never nah, give it one. I, but I mean, really I'm definitely going to give it an eight. So. Awesome. I really yeah. thought you were going to be much much down on this. But <laughs> no, no, that's why, to be honest, I was going to let a box it, but I only just did that tonight because I wanted to. I thought you'd be sitting there thinking Paul's going to hate this, but I actually, I actually really enjoyed it. So, oh, wicked! Right now, we get to look forward to uh, just, your pick. Just, just before we move on to uh, the pick, um, have you seen Reanimator, Jordy Paul? I haven't seen Reanimator. No, right, that's your homework. That's my homework for this week. <laughs> it's on Shudder, I think. Yeah, I know. Because uh... <laughs> if you like this, if you like this, you'll fucking love that. So that's your homework. Thanks. <laughs> resume. Yes, resume. Let's get on to your pick then, Paul. What's next for us? 
Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you again, lads. I think I'm gonna keep us in the eighties. And I don't know if you've seen this. I've definitely haven't seen it. I was just looking through Shudder a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I happened upon it, and I thought, well, this would be a good one. So uh, I'll give you. Do you want me to give you the synopsis, and I'll tell you the title? So. In Potter's Bluff, unsuspecting visitors are being brutally murdered by groups of locals. But when the sheriff starts to investigate, he uncovers a dark conspiracy involving voodoo, witchcraft, and his own wife. It's from 1981, and it is Dead and Buried. Ooh, not seen it. I've not seen it. And it's got Robert England in it. Brilliant. An early Rob England movie, before V. Before, Before V. V. <laughs> Before V. <laughs> Robert England BV. BV. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dead and buried. Okay. That sounds cool, man. Excited. I think we was on the last search of darkness um on the list. So fucking hell, man. Ticking that one off. That's a great yeah, trip. I've, I haven't seen it, so that's good for me. I'm happy with that. I think I remember it being in town. Yeah, I think I remember seeing the trailer or seeing some snippets. So yeah, fucking hell. Good one, Matt. Good one, Paul. Great, that's an awesome, that's another episode. Uh, thanks everyone to listen. And we, as usual, are sponsored by Brave Rebel Clothing. Get your clothes at www.braveclothing.com. I don't know. That's correct. <laughs> that's episode 117 done. Moving on to episode 118, we will be uh, watching a plethora of movies by the sounds thing. The menus on the card, Wonder, uh, Slash and Kill, I think, was there, and. Uh, run run sweetheart run fucking hell so yeah lots of different ones to choose from that we've got to fight it out and work out what we're doing some to scream about we will be doing our favorite jump scares that's gonna be fucking great conversation and then paul has just picked the movie from the vault which is 1981 bv dead and buried (laughs) and there's only one more thing to say when there's no more room in hell Here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at Hotmail.com.